the fattest. The only one chance you have, you have no chance. If you had a chance, you need to run lickety split. You can't run because you're the fattest. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, and the Ahmed tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? No, I love him. I know he loves sugar. But I check my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, whoo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Booking a match for the total package like Luger and Super Bowl? Super Saturday? What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make, make a, a good, delicious, delicious day. I hate ducks. Hit the duck. Yes. We love you, Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. Interesting last couple days in the world of wrestling. We will get into the releases and a ton of other stuff. Another announced team shakeup on SmackDown. We got plenty to get into. What is going on, everybody? It's Dirt Sheet Dudes. I am Boxman and sitting across from me, ever so sexy, Mark Wahlberg. How you doing, sir? You've got it. What's going on, Daddy O? Oh, yeah. There you go. Look at that. We're going back to the 50s, Daddy-O. Mm-hmm. You know it. I like it. We've got a little speakeasy going on. <laughs> it's, it's more yeah. of the 1920s, but hey, you know. Yeah, there you go. 20s. Yeah, the roaring 20s. Down with prohibition. Mm-hmm. Rawr. 
22 Skadoo. Have you ever seen you ever seen that documentary they did that the Ken Burns documentary on uh, Prohibition? It's like 800 hours because it's a Ken Burns documentary, but <clears throat> I watched a little bit of it. It was kind of interesting. No, never have. Never have. Don't yeah, know anything about it. So, but uh yeah, like I said, we got a we've got a ton of shit to get into tonight. We got the releases. We've got AEW ratings. We've got Lacey Von Eric acting like the dumbest blonde in the bunch. And Teddy Hart. We got to talk about Teddy Hart. <laughs> this Spoiler alert, he is out of jail and he is living it up. <laughs> He's out of jail for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always for now. It's the caveat on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's out. At this moment. Uh, So, Mm. yeah, we got a ton of stuff to get into. And like I said, most definitely we're going to get into the releases. I got small SmackDown notes and then we'll get into all that stuff. And I guess what we should do, Smart, is knock out the old pluggity plug plugs. Give me a second. Let me get some music here. And we can go. I don't know what I'm picking. I'm just putting a little. Oh, nope. We just did that one last Wednesday. Let's just go right here and put this one in there. All right. There we go. Let me start playing this and we can knock this bitch out. Let's do it. Let's go. Well, it would really help if I had the plugs loaded up first, Mark. So that's the first thing I need to do. But I always know we start out with the high marks anyway. It's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G-Wiz. Oh, are those guys fun when they're around? So, yeah, definitely you guys want to check them out. When? 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday nights. Where? Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right, two T's in Mitt. Mixer.com slash Metal Mitt Network. Check out the high marks. You will have a blast. And, of course, a shout-out to Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades, the Inhuman Experience. Find them on all the usual podcast platforms. I'm telling you, they're going to have to make a comeback. Even Pat McAfee tonight had to make mention of the UFO. We're going to talk about it because I've got a little... I've been hearing about it all day, too. The UFO that got seen. These guys are going to have to come back on the Inhuman Experience. Definitely subscribe to them on all the platforms so you're set and ready when they do. And the Everything Unscripted pod, uh, Wrestling Podcast. Definitely want to check out those guys. All the usual podcast platforms. And Blog Talk Radio. And Stephen Milan always sharing this show. Let's share something with him. Let's go to letterboxbox.com slash Stephen Milan. Put the two L's in Milan and go over there and check him out reviewing some films over there. And you guys can always follow us. You can find us on Spreaker, Anchor, YouTube, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player, Facebook. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Monday is 8.30 on the Metal Myth Podcast Network on the Mixler device. Be sure to check out Cheese on Sports with the Cheese Man. Sundays, 10.30 a.m. Also on the Metal Myth Podcast Network on the Mixler device. You want to check out the Motor City Machine Guns. And last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at the Planet. So find our rack on tour podcast. Bobby Hiff and Papa Dave sincere and yuck and nasty. Speaking of comebacks, the comeback is inevitable. So you want to go ahead and be subscribed for season two as it approaches on the horizon. There you go. Don't call it a comeback. They've been here for years. That's right. All right, all right, all right. Let's drop this music down now. Let's hit pause. And like I said, we've got a ton of shit to get into. Um, 
But like I said, um, SmackDown, I guess the first thing we can mention about SmackDown is they did have a new team tonight. It was uh, This was announced earlier today, Smart. I don't know. I think you caught it. Pat McAfee. I'm sorry. I, I just can't say McAfee. It's not spelled like that. I feel weird. It's, Mac, it's McAfee. Okay. Yeah. And, and Michael Cole. Um, what did you think of Pat tonight? I feel like the difference between him and Adnan Verger like is exactly parallel to my experience with how enthusiastic I am for SmackDown versus how unenthusiastic I am for Raw. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, cool, we get the good one today. Yeah, you know, I, uh, listen, I'm not a friggin', I'm not out there waving this guy's fucking flag or, you know, doing any pom-poms for him, but... I think he's good in this spot. He seems knowledgeable. He's got, obviously, he's a, a sports guy, so he's got some, you know, knowledge of just athletics and athletes themselves. So that's a good thing. But he seems to fit in very good. Uh, his voice is a little annoying, but that's going to be, I mean, now I got Michael Cole and Pat McAfee to deal with. But uh, I actually liked him tonight. I thought he was good. He made some good references. He mentioned the, the, the UFO smart. Did you hear him? The Pentagon UFO? Mm-hmm, yeah. Did you hear anything about this? I have not. I, I feel like so I'm uncultured. I have not been keeping up with this kind of news. I I, I I've heard this today on a few things, and I saw it on Facebook a little bit. Here, let me uh, let me go ahead and pop it up in the Mixler here. You can you can check this out real quick. Give me one second here. Pop it in the Mixler for you there, and you can see the video now. There's no sound to it, so I can't play it. But basically. The pent the Navy, the actual Navy, has a video of it's it's a night vision video, so it's a little weird, but it's got this triangular thing that's just floating in the sky. Now they don't know what it is. They don't know who it is. All they know is that it seems to not have any type of our propulsion technology. In other words, like a car or an airplane or something like that, Smart, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not disrupting anything in the night vision. So they're very confused on what this is. Now, they're just saying it's unidentified flying object. They're not sure what it is, who it is. But again, the Navy took this. The Pentagon said, yeah, that's uh, that's some real shit right there. That's real. So, once again, man, we got another one that the Pentagon is just going, yeah, there's some weird shit out there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm watching this video. It's very peculiar. Like, I I don't know about that. Like, But you see, there's no... It's hovering, right? It's just hovering. And there's no... In night vision, night vision is also heat. Remember, it's kind of thermal. That's kind right. of why yeah, I was going to ask. It looks like it doesn't have a heat signature. That's probably the most confusing out of everything. And again, it's just sort of hovering there. And then it just sort of. It's just and, and then, you know, it looks like a blimp when you get close to it. It's just very. I mean, like I said, this is the second video in what less than a year that the pentagon has just had to be like yup there's some weird shit out there that y'all might you know it could happen one day y'all ever see independence day (laughs) 
Uh, so, yeah, I just thought it was funny that he mentioned that. And I had heard this and seen this a couple times today. So I figured we'd go ahead and just just talk about it a little, you know, just, just for a minute there. But uh, that's some pretty crazy shit. I mean, it's just hovering above the clouds. You can see the clouds, Smart. Right. Yeah, in, I, I mean, in, in, in the not night vision picture, it looks like they've got a drone o- above it. Now, they've ruled out a drone. They said, no, 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 no. Though That is not a drone. That is not a drone at all. So, man, they know more than, I hate to sound like a, a conspiracy theorist, but they know a lot more than they're telling us, man. Well, yeah, I mean, when what they're telling you is weird, imagine how much, you know, what they know that they're not telling you, but... Yeah, it, it, if they're acknowledging this little shit, just, just imagine what they won't even, won't even attempt to tell us, so... Plus, it's like that shit where, like, you know how, like, this happens a lot with sports, when there's, like, a big decision or something controversial that's happening in sports, they sort of put out, like, the press release on, like, a Friday or, like, on a day when, they, you know, it's like a holiday or whatever. So then that way people aren't really talking about it or thinking about it and they can just kind of sneak it through. Like, right. I feel like that's kind of what's going on right now is everybody's just so preoccupied with all the COVID and everything else that's going on right now. That's just Pentagon's just like, all right, well, let's just go ahead and get all this shit out that we, <laughs> we've we been sitting on for a minute. No, nobody's going to really care. No, we'll just bury it. <laughs> it'll, it'll be just buried in no time. So, uh, but um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I thought it was kind of weird he mentioned it. Uh, you know, Pat must be scrolling through Facebook most of the day. Um, I, but that was pretty, that was pretty cool there, man. Pretty cool shit. But like I said, man, it's just weird that there's, this is the second one. The Pentagon's just had been like, yeah, we don't know either. We, we're, I mean, again, that was Navy footage. That wasn't just some kook sitting outside of his house with a, you know, thermal night vision camera. Right. Nor you know, not some weirdo with a fucking deer feeder, (laughs) (laughs) which is usually what it is. It is. (laughs) I know. I I mean, I I know. It's just it's a funny thing to think about. By the by, this really doesn't have too much of anything to do with anything, but just alarming things. Um, you know, I don't know if I, I mentioned this on the air, but I had not just recently moved. So, new town, new, new, new city is a little bit of a rural area. But anyways, what they do, we're not too far over here from a nuclear power plant. Okay. So, that's like, that's not great. But, like, the thing is, is that uh, <laughs> what I didn't know was that they test their tornado sirens the first Tuesday, I believe, the first Wednesday, mm-hmm. the first Wednesday of every month. So it's like 10 in the morning. I'm still asleep. And I wake up and I hear these very loud blaring sirens. Mm-hmm. And I just think to myself, I was like, okay, well, this is, uh, was not planning a dying today. But because uh, the first thing I started thinking about is this some kind of a meltdown. I'm like, ah, fuck. You know, they do the same thing for us on Wednesdays, the first Wednesday, exact same time as you. And mm-hmm. but they've stopped calling it a tornado warning. It is now a severe weather warning. Interesting. So now if it's like raining real hard, they go off and I'm like, ah, shit. And 
You remember last time? I don't know if you remember last time. My wife and kids were in the bathroom, and I was here doing a show with you guys. Like, pfft, whatever. We die, we die. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's the spirit. But and like, I, I get why they picked the, that sound, but I feel like they need to pick like a sound that's a little bit like it, it, you can still hear it. So like, do you really have to pick something that's so like ominous? Yeah, it 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 really is like nuclear bomb sounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it really is like nuclear sounding like me see i don't know if you were probably too old for this but when i was real little they used to, they were still doing those nuclear get under your desk and put your hands over your head and that was the that was the siren we did that but it wasn't like advised as such oh okay. you know what i mean like that was just like a, okay if there was a tornado but oh, not like yeah. nuclear well it wasn't you know because you this was still like for you it'd be like still cold war-ish yeah, well, tornadoes, what we did is we went in the hallway, got against the wall, and did the same pose. Mm-hmm. It was See, there, there, there were two different ones for us, and I, I just, I remember doing that, and yeah, it was still Cold Wars when I was in school, so. It was uh, different times, man, different times, but yeah, they've, uh, they've switched <laughs> it to a severe weather warning, so fuck them. Interesting. Um, but, uh, and, and you know, just uh, kind of getting off that and sort of getting back to SmackDown a little bit. Not really SmackDown, but I'm, I'm sitting there last night. And I, I mean, obviously, we talk about food and cooking a lot on this show. I'm watching Hell's Kitchen, the new, the uh, not, not the episode from three weeks ago. Not last week, the week before I was catching up. I actually got another episode coming up tonight. I'm watching Hell's Kitchen and suddenly I look up, and guess who's at the friggin' chef's table? Who's that? Ember Moon. I, suddenly, I can't hear you very well. Now, is she with... It looked like... I, I, it, I, they didn't say who it was, and I couldn't tell, but was it Eric from the Viking Raiders she's with? Uh, she might be. I'm like, I'm really the worst when it comes to these kind of things of tracking who is with whom, because I'm usually like the last person to know. I just read it on a comment that's like, so-and-so is a lucky man. And it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. And Sasha Baron Corbin saying he keeps missing this shows. If he's talking about Hell's Kitchen, Hulu, brother. Hulu. Mm-hmm. They're, they are from season one is on Hulu. So I've. I've gone through it, man, but um, I'm not sure who she who she was with, but she was with someone at the chef's table, and bingo, suddenly there was Ember Moon. I was like, holy shit, look at that. It's pretty cool shit, man. Pretty cool shit. That's, uh, you know, he's, uh, this year he's in Vegas doing the show, and uh, it's really cool. It was just kind of cool seeing her right there in the restaurant. They always, I mean, they had Adam Carolla there, too, but they focus more on him than her, which... I don't know. I don't get that. It's a Fox show. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, he, I'm just saying, you figured they would have focused a little more on their Friday night, you know, or Monday. Well, you're right. It, it, she's on NXT, so I, it's a USA show. I guess they didn't give a shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this little... Get into SmackDown a little bit again. I skipped some stuff, I know, but I mean, if you guys really want to hear us talk about 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the nine millionth time, whatever. Uh, and Sasha Baron Corbin is saying that was Matthew Palmer. Not sure who that is, but uh, anyway, thank you, thank you. Hmm. Yeah, he didn't know. Either. I guess if we're, if, we're, if we're just talking about wrestling couple related gossip, mm-hmm. what I was brought to my attention the other day is apparently. Uh, Diamante from AEW and Kira Hogan are a thing. And, like, that is something that piques my interest for any number of reasons. Let's hope for a 2021 leak is what you're saying. Um, <laughs> and I'm not uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, that does pique my interest, too. Anyway, um, like I said, if, if uh, my notes are minimal, I skipped a few things here and there. If you want us to talk about, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the hundredth time, fine. Bring it up in the chat room. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just my notes are going to be way, way smaller than they used to be. Um, no more recaps, just quick notes and highlights. So. I'm sticking to that. It's my fault. My fault. Anyway, uh, Smart, we're about uh, 10 minutes into the show, and finally Roman decides to open his fucking mouth, and he just hands the fucking mic to Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we've returned to form when it comes to the traditional start SmackDown five to 10 minutes after the hour. I mean, I'm, I'm... exaggerating it was about eight minutes in when he started talking but pretty much you know close not to 10 by much in. though i was watching because uh-huh. this has become a thing where it's like all right when does the show actually start and it was around that eight to ten minute mark yep yes it was yes it was so uh you know paul's out there gushing over roman um and then next thing you know cesaro comes out and i'm like oh shit this is pretty pretty good and then roman just is like Bitch, fuck you, and walks the fuck out of the ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, we did see in the next little segment when we came out commercial, commercial though, Smart, that Cesaro did feel disrespected. He asked uh, Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce if he could get a match, even if it's non-title, with Roman. Now, we found out that he did get a main event match, Cesaro, but with Jay, the Flava Flav of the, of the group, um, not Roman, mm-hmm. But uh, I got to tell you, when they came back and after all that and they did this little interview with Kayla and Heyman, dude, was that not old Heyman back on the mic just slaying Cesaro? Oh, it was wonderful. The line about putting smiles on the faces of Neanderthals (laughs) was wonderful. I, I feel like the biggest question, though, is... Who the fuck was that working on the ladder? Why were they cutting a promo next to a guy that was working on a ladder? I thought that would come back, and I like I felt for sure that that was leading up to something, but it sure didn't. There was just a guy that was like changing a light bulb while Hitman was doing a promo. Yeah, yeah, just sitting there and he's like, "Look, man, I'm union. I'm doing my job." Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of just Hayman's. You can't do this later. <laughs> I'm union, just like you. All right. Oh no, we're not union, bitch. All right. <laughs> Fox is, but they're not. Um. Anyway, I, I I I just thought it was pretty cool, and I did like Roman bringing up the double pin. I really thought they were gonna make a an angle out of it because they were. Adam Pierce was hinting towards it on Twitter with um, Charles Robinson. 
And I'm glad they really didn't do it. They just kind of let uh, this week. They sort of just let let it go. But uh, I, I I did think that uh, that fucking Paul Heyman promo was just fucking amazing, man. He yeah, I just like that. I like that for sure. He just slayed Cesaro on that mic, man. It was great. And yeah, you're right. That whole Neanderthal line line was great. And later in the later in the show, Cesaro's like, I I, I do look like a Neanderthal. Man, if if he is what Neanderthals look like, we have devolved. <laughs> <laughs> that man is more than the fucking Neanderthal. I mean, that guy's a goddamn warrior. He's a he's just a beast, man. So now, just to stray off a little bit, as I've said before, I watch on Cody. Yeah. Um. First of all, tonight I was watching a a, a Florida channel. I'm sitting there, and I'm, there, there's a show that I used to come on before SmackDown called Deco Drive. And I'm okay. sitting there in Florida, and I'm watching it. I'm like, holy shit, fucking Deco Drive. The floor is a Miami channel. Um, but did you get something for something called Triller Net? Uh, Triller? I did not. But I will say, to be fair, I was watching it on Twitch. Ah. So usually when they would go to commercial, the channel that was airing SmackDown would also go to commercial. So we'd get ads for Twitch ads, not so much for television ads. Well, they're... (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) (coughs) It was an ad for something called Triller. Triller Net. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was Snoop Dogg and a few other people basically saying, we're bringing boxing back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this. Okay. I haven't seen the commercial, but I, I did see a little, because I follow Fight TV. Fight TV also follows me, oddly enough, but hey, whatever. And they have a, uh, they've been airing, talking about that a lot. They've been talking about the Jake Paul fight, too, because it's, it's airing through them. So, of course, they're, you know, promoting the shit out of it. But there you go. Yeah, I did see a little bit about this. It was like, I guess it's being, like, promoted by Snoop Dogg. Uh well, I guess he's got something to do with Triller. Triller actually bought, has acquired Fight TV. Interesting. So that is why they're talking about this Logan Paul fight, you know, uh, Paul versus uh, Ben Askren, which I I feel for 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 Jake Paul if <laughs> getting in the ring with Askren. Um, but, uh, yeah, they have actually acquired the, you know, the whole company. And so you're going to see more Triller stuff and, uh, but Fight TV now, man, this must've been a big fucking deal right here, but, uh, they're actually doing a show called Triller Fight Club, which is what that commercial was all about. Going to be about boxing. We'll see what it's like. Uh, it's going to be another thing streaming on the old fight. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to still call it Fight TV. They may be changing the name to Triller Net. <laughs> so we will definitely find out. Now, the weird thing is I get this little app called Triller, and it's just another one of those, you know, big tit, half-naked girls dancing around. I don't have the app. I see the ad for it on apps I have. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've never really delved too deep into the actual app itself, but it's interesting. Well, I think that all might be changing, but uh, yeah, uh, here's what it says. Triller is used by musicians, athletes, digital talent, and other culture, uh, culture setters 
and serves hundreds of millions of fans worldwide while also providing specialized opportunities for major brands across music, sports, entertainment, fashion, and pop culture. The addition of Fight is a key strategic addition as Triller seeks to capture the burgeoning... Burgeoning? I think that's the word. That, 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 that's not a word I've ever heard. Culture Graph, the next generation of creators and users leading to the to uh, leading the move to internet 3.0 listen they've already got over uh fight tv's got 10 million users so they just picked up 10 million users right there buying this company so and i don't oh, yeah. uh, there's a lot of stuff that fight tv covers fight tv does all the gcw mm-hmm. shows now because yes, they, they, they broke apart from uh, iwtv so they do the gcw shows they do the AEW shows internationally do all kinds of stuff. Uh, burgeoning adjective beginning to grow or increase rapidly, flourishing. Okay, okay. Now I know. I learned something. We uh, we all just learned something. This is like fucking reading rainbow right now. There you go. But I did pronounce it correctly. Burgeoning. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. I did. I did. So all right. But uh, yeah. So there you go. A whole new fight TV has been bought and. Uh, just wanted to bring that out. Like I said, I saw the commercial and I, I had the ad and I had kind of got rid of it because we got plenty to get into tonight. But I figured, hell, they just showed that. So why, why the hell not? Um, now, Smart, we got to meet yes. someone tonight. We got to meet someone tonight. We got to meet. Was Cap- it Joe Black? No. No, it was Captain Aziz. At the, is, is that how they said it? Well, the Commodore, or, or wait, Commander. Commander, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. Commodore 64 Aziz. Yeah. Uh, formerly Dabakato. Um, let's just see where it goes. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I'm, I'm reluctant to comment right now. I mean, look, he's a huge guy. It's not a bad guy for him to have with him. Um, let's. I, I just feel like I want to hold comment until they do something that makes me make fun of them. How's that? <laughs> okay. You know what? You've actually sold me on it. Because <laughs> it's not even a matter of we're not going to make fun of it. It's more of just a matter of, well, let's give it time so we know what it is that we're going to make fun of. I mean, if if, if I want to make, you know, if we're going to make fun of it, I really want something to just be able to dig into. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's wait till we got some uh, meat material and then we'll, uh, and then we'll go from there i do i, I love the sell i love the sell job on that because you basically just told me that when we get done at the grocery store we're getting ice cream i'm like <laughs> absolutely let's do it oh shit okay so like, it's coming you just gotta wait for it like all right cool, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah you know what maybe we won't make fun of it maybe it'll be amazing maybe it'll be great maybe i'll be like holy shit this is fucking amazing uh, Dabakato was born to do this um, I mean I don't think that's what's going to happen but I mean by the by not that this has anything to do with anything except that it does and I'm just trying to be subtle about it <laughs> after this after the Apollo's promo I googled that uh, you looked on YouTube on for that scene from next Friday where Craig beats up the guy at the record store <laughs> And like that's all I'm going to say about that. 
So uh, there you go. Uh, Pinky? No, not Pinky. Uh, when he first gets there, there's a guy okay. that comes in that yes. complains about a CD that he bought that yes, he hated. Yes, the CD, the CD, yes, the CD complaint. Mother bitch CD complaint guy. Yes, 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 yes. You've you been chewing on this shit? <laughs> I can't get jiggy with this, right? Is that what he says? Mm-hmm. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I got it. I got you. I'm, I'm, see, level. I'm, I'm there, dude. I'm there. There we go. I like it. I like it. There we go. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we're gonna wait. Just wanted to mention that we did get to meet someone tonight. You know, that's something we got to mention. Um, now the Street Profits come out pretty early for their match, Smart. At uh, on this show, now I got to tell you. I mean, everybody knows that you know Montez Ford and Bianca Belair are married. You know, it, it, it's not like they've tried to keep it a secret. But WWE just putting relationships out there is hit and miss. They may hint to it, but they usually don't just throw it out there. I really like how they just threw it out there tonight. Let Montez Ford go out there. Congratulate his wife. Not only congratulate his wife, but that video was fucking great, dude. Right. Fucking great. So, go ahead. You sound like you want to say something there. No, no, I mean, like like you said, they normally sort of be able, try to be a little bit subtle unless it's something that they're pushing for, like, a reality show project. Yeah. A Total Divas or whatever. But with this case, it's like, I don't really see the point in trying to keep it under wraps or a mystery. Like, pretty much everybody already knows. Yeah. And I feel like you can get more mileage out of the fact that you're just promoting them as an item than you will if just being mysterious about, like, wow, they're just such good friends. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She just hangs out there. I did like. Um, I, I pretty much liked everything Bianca said. It's just, it's, it was just really nice to see her still emotional after what five days, five days of after winning the title. Just really great to see, and she wasn't faking it, man. What she was saying seemed more heartfelt than scripted. It may have been scripted, but it seemed like she had something to do with a little bit of it. Um, I I liked it. I, I really did. And by the way, the belt and outfit matching perfectly. Yes, everything was. The straight yes. The gear, the balloons. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was all very well catered and tailored. It was. The exact color scheme. It was. It was very nice. It was done well. I, 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 I did appreciate that. Um, but this is a nice little celebration for Bianca Belair here, I thought. Very nice little celebration mm-hmm. she got here. Um, and I liked when she just looked at Montez and was like, you better win the championships because we only wear gold in this house. You better quit slacking, bitch You better go out there and make that money And pretty much you thought they might In the match with them uh, Street Profits versus Rude and Ziggler You thought they might win it They were pretty dominant throughout the match Yet the uh, Dirty Dogs As they've named themselves um, Retained instead Oof that name they've been calling them that for a couple of weeks now to be fair but uh, like I, I can't like as much as i want to be like oh that's the worst name ever we do live in a world where pride and powerful were a thing so but they yeah. still though yeah. dirty dog sounds like an 80s like not maybe not 80s but like an early 90s like wcw jobber tag team name it sounds like the fucking steiner brothers are coming out mm. 
it's uh, the dog face gremlin and dog. Remember when remember, remember when Steiner brought out dog? That I was, didn't, but now I do. Yeah, that was Steiner, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I, I think so. Like I remember, he was like a he had like the kind of like the kind of blonde hair or the platinum hair, the like white hair. Yeah, yeah. He was like super tan, and he looked like he was about eighty years old. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, not even remind people of that. Ah, there you go. Dog, <laughs> dog, the bounty hunter. Very good. Um, dog, the bounty hunter wants every cop to turn in their guns for less lethal only. <laughs> I, I am genuinely surprised that like Dog the Bounty Hunter has never done anything on wrestling. Like he just his whole aesthetic is like a wrestling character. It is, but he's also doesn't have a great reputation. Uh, has said some words, um, and word and said, oh, I thought I was cool enough to say it. Never apologized. Just oh. said he thought he was so, cool enough to say it. Um, so what you're saying is they would have to put Titus O'Neil with him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, and I mean, I, I, I just don't see him being welcomed in many of the uh, establishments, but uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he has said some, uh, some Hoganish. Hoganish things if we uh if we want to just go there. Um I love Hoganish things as a term. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it, to be honest. I, I, I like really it becomes don't. less whimsical when you delve into what that means, but just as a term, it is so it's a wonderful term. Yeah, I mean he's I mean he 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 does call people brother sometimes. You know, everybody's from you know, he's got that Hawaiian thing in him. It's it's more brother, like you know, like mm-hmm. you know, like 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 Snuka, who you know, bad reference again. Um, but we're, we're just killing it tonight, aren't we? Oh, shit. Um, okay. (laughs) You know what? Let's move on. Let's just move on. Um, they, uh, (laughs) I did notice something on SmackDown tonight. They did show a lot though, Smart. What's that? Cesaro doing the UFO, which he's broken out only at a few pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Did you notice they showed that a, like at least three or four times? They did, yeah. Now, it also seems like they may be giving Cesaro that push that we have all been hoping for. I am hoping this isn't one of those uh, mm, Ziggler pushes, you know, where they push, 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 and then stop out of nowhere. Cesaro's always had something, man. Always had something he's amazing in the fucking ring he's you know just great he's got person he doesn't have the best personality but he's got how do i put he's kind of like 007 ish mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's got that swarthy international spy-ish kind of look and not the like Austin Powers sophistication about him. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, listen, he comes off a little, uh, a little Sean Connery, you know. You know. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's like I said, he's got that thing about him. He's got like kind of the GQ vibe without being like an arrogant douche about it. This is well dressed and kind of you know well read, well spoken, classy kind of a dude. Yeah, you know, speaks a bunch of languages, just kind of seems like that well-rounded 
Euro kind of guy, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I I really think they could do a lot with him in a in a higher. I mean, just, I I know it's just because he's going out there and you know doing this right now. I don't know where they're going to put him, but it seems like that's where they're placing him is with. I, I think that might be a, a WrestleMania backlash match. Hmm. Yeah, I would think so too. I mean, if I had to put money at it right now, that's where I would lean as well. I hope so. I really do. I, I, I hope that's what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, he went against Jey Uso tonight, like I said before. Good match, like I said, Cesaro's always good, was pretty goddamn dominant in this match until Rollins caused a DQ. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that. I mean, it was perfect timing that he interfered during the swing. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I, I refuse to let this fucking move exist. Yeah, and again, Seth has to jump over the guy to get to the get get to Cesaro through the swing. Just I don't know, man. I I I really think that uh, there's no reason not to give Cesaro a push after all this fucking time, after all the shit this guy has been through, after Seth calling him a waste of fucking talent, basically. Basically, mm-hmm. I think it's definitely time for him to get some uh, some comeuppance, if you will, Smart. I mean, definitely, they need, if, if there's any sort of thing that you could look at and sort of maybe complain a little bit about SmackDown, which I don't really want to do because it's been consistently good, but right. there is a little bit of a lack of depth at the top in terms of face contender challengers for Roman. Yeah, and you're right, there is. There is, but uh, let's just hope they do what they're supposed to do with Cesaro. And there's something that I forgot to put in my notes, but I just remembered it. What's that? Right after Bianca did her little thing in the, you know, had her little celebration, Sasha Mm -hmm. was backstage with Kayla Braxton. Yes. She was so mad she couldn't even speak, and she walks away. Mm -hmm. We go to commercial. We come back. Bailey's cutting a promo saying, Sasha's out there right now bitching and complaining, or whatever she said. I know I'm paraphrasing. I know she didn't say bitching and complaining. I never saw Sasha out in the ring complaining about anything tonight. She actually, she did make a mention of the fact that she didn't even say anything. Huh. Like, I don't remember the exact situation, like the exact everything that she said in the promo, but she alluded to the fact that Sasha was so surprised or upset that she couldn't even think of words and that the only reason Bianca was crying so much was because she thought she wasn't capable of winning. She had already counted herself out. So just by the grace of God, she actually ended up winning. And then that kind of led to her basically challenging her, presumably at the backlash show. Yeah, but I also remember Bailey saying that, oh, Sasha's going to go out there now and complain and this and that. And we never... I don't remember seeing Sasha. Um, did I miss something? Did Sasha ever cut a promo in the ring that I missed? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, I, I was watch. I was playing pretty close attention. So I don't believe so. Were you? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> that does sort of imply that you know, certain other weeks I might not be. But <laughs> what I can tell you is that I was paying close attention this week, and I did not see it. So it uh, did not happen. There you go. Well, good for you. Good for you. Um, 
way to pay attention, Smart. So, and honestly, yeah. dude, that's uh, that's all I've got for uh, SmackDown right there. That was uh, like I said, I skipped some stuff. If you, if, if, if you want us to talk about it, pop it in the chat room, and we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, otherwise, I, that's I'm good on SmackDown. Uh, we tied some news into it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So. Uh, Trying to think where to start here now, Smart. We've got a few little things to play tonight. Let's start off with some fun of Lacey Evans. Not Lacey Evans, I'm sorry. Lacey Von Eric was mm-hmm. walking around uh, WrestleMania, like shows and stuff, like signings. Uh, just talking to people, like, not realizing who they were. The first one I've got is her talking to Kevin Nash. Now, Kevin Nash is sitting there with an NWO shirt on, a blanket on, which I'm kind of confused, a picture of him, you know, looking jacked in the background, and uh, she just doesn't know, like, barely even knows who he is. And, like, not only that, and I know you did say that he was sitting, but the man is still a giant person. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not like it's one of those where it's like, well, it might be Kevin Nash. It's like, no, no, that it either it is or it isn't. And you know that Kevin Nash is, is just going to be like, I can go with this. This I can roll with. So let's go. It's 30 seconds long. Here we go. Are you with NWO? Do you wrestle with them? No. You just like their shirt? You just needed a free shirt? You soiled your last shirt. I've heard of NWO. I think my cousins are with them. I might be wrong. I'm saying that in front of a lot of people. I don't know where Ross and Marshall wrestle. I love y'all, though. We don't talk about business in our family. Stupid. And everyone died, so. Oops. And everyone. Uh, I, <laughs> wow. I, I, now, 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 she is drinking a Modelo. Hmm. In this now, by, good beer, by the way. I do like me a Modelo. Um, Which, by the by, didn't they work together in TNA? Like, weren't they on the roster at the same time? Yeah. Like I'm almost certain. No, no, that no, they were. no, no. They were, they were. You're right, you're right, dude. She's just, I mean, not. I really don't want to. She's so blonde, she's so pretty, and 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 that and that's really good for her that she's pretty and blonde. And I think that's where I'm going to stop. <laughs> there you go. Hey, weren't you in the four horsemen? <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, b- before I out and outright just call her a stupid fucking pawn. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would even go. I, I guess, I, as you pointed out, she had a beer, so maybe she was just shit faced. I, I, I don't know, but do you want to hear what she said to Ricky? St- See, I purposely only sent you one smart. I wanted mm-hmm. you to have a nice surprise with what she talks about with uh one of my favorites as a singles wrestler, I've always, you know, I've always said I'm a huge tag team fan, but one of my favorite singles was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, here we Where? go. 51 seconds. Let it roll. You were 
the dragon steamboat. I asked if you were also Ricky the Cleveland steamer, but I think it's different. Wrong show. Do you know what the Cleveland steamer is? No. It's when someone takes a dump on your chest. Let's see what Ricky thinks about that. You mean an actual dump? Yeah, if someone takes a dump on your chest, it's called Cleveland steamer. You didn't know that. I did not know it. My next question is, do, do people enjoy that? Ew, who would enjoy that? What's wrong with you, Ricky? Well, well, He's how did, sick. Well, no. how, did, how did it come about this? I don't know. I think people are like, I think maybe R. Kelly probably invented it. Who's R. Kelly? He's a rapper that took poops on peas on all the girls. <laughs> yeah, that really happened. Oh my God, I'm so wasted. Shots. So have you ever heard of like a Cleveland steamer? It's when someone takes a dump on your chest. Um, oh, boy. oh, and of course he didn't know about that because he's a family man. <laughs> he loves his wife and kids and does the best he can. Yeah. And oh. he does not have time for getting dumped upon. Uh, this, this, Which I was really hoping that that's what that was going to lead to, was her just drunkenly serenading him with family men. Because well, that's probably what I would do if I saw Ricky Drew Steamboat. So we go from her saying, you know, we don't talk about wrestling in my family because everyone just dies, <laughs> to do you know what, ha- what it's called when someone takes a dump on your chest? And by the way, people didn't enjoy it. It wouldn't have a name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who is doing this like out of spite? <laughs> like, what is going on here? It's like, oh no, this is terrible. But uh, you know, I'm just glad that you're finally not constipated. I was worried about your health. <laughs> I, 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 um. Why would you ask anyone that question? You, you, oh, why? Why? <laughs> like you weren't. You weren't. This wasn't an offer. Uh, there is. I. I. I have no clue. But I. I gotta tell you. If you go to now, she. Her. Her name on Twitter is I am Hollywood X. Actually, it's X. I am Hollywood X. Um, I don't. I don't think I... And, like, okay, again, just uh, I'm baffled by this because how did we end up with the word association that Dragon, the next best logical leap in logic for her, was Cleveland Steamer? Steamboat. Mm, Okay. Steamboat. Now, there's way more videos like her being put off by how strict Florida is with COVID now, granted, she's walking around in a convention center with no mask on. And Florida has pretty much been open the whole time during this pandemic. And that's strict to her. Um, you know what? God bless her. Because she managed to during the uh, weekend. Because you said this was WrestleMania week, yes? Yes, during a time when this space was also being occupied by Teddy Hart, which we'll get to later. Oh, yeah. Leo Rush and Low Key. She managed to be the bizarre one. Yeah. Well, like I said, she's walking around all wasty pants. Uh, <laughs> so uh, speaking of wasty pants, my wife just came in with a shot. I heard you yell shot. I, you heard me yell shot? 
Oh, I did yell shots, didn't I, when I was talking about Lacey Von Eric? Mm, yes. That was not what I meant, but thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm real quick going to do a shot with my wife. Um, this has become one of those 4D rides where it's, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to properly simulate the Lacey Von Eric experience by taking a couple of shots. But I'm, I, I don't know. My wife, like I said, my wife heard me when I went out with going, oh, my God, it's the fun shots. And she thought I said shot. Boy, she's a keeper. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I don't even know. Um, let me give my son a quick hug here. He's waiting for one. He's going to bed. Come here. Come here, buddy. Oh, this side. Ah, I love you, kid. Night, buddy. Bye. All right. And uh, sorry about that. Oh, what am I going to do? Um, anyway, Lacey Von Eric, um, I hope you seek help. <laughs> I, I kind of don't because I would like to hear <laughs> more of these. I, dude, you, you put her, I mean, I know she's married, but my God, her and Teddy Hart. They would make a great tag team, like the 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 just, I mean, unbelievable. Those two, um, we could see who went to jail first, who goes in the mental institution first. Be great. It'd be a lot of fun. Ah, hmm. uh, I don't know. At this point, I'm just lost. You know what? Let's just move on. Um, now, Smart. We can either. Get into the John Cena being in the new Fast and Furious F9 coming out. Or we can play some of these Seth promos that uh, you sent me the other day. Well, there was, and I didn't even realize that there was multiple. There was only just there was one that I noticed. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll go ahead and get to it. Now, there were four. One of them is five seconds. One of them was eight seconds. Mm -hmm. The one in particular, of course, because that's just the way these things work out, was the one that I wanted to get your attention on was the one that is one minute and 11 seconds. Okay. I say we play the one that's one minute and one, well, it says 110 online, but it's, I know what you're saying. Um, the five second one we don't need and the eight second one we don't need, but kind of... You remember what these look like and what Seth looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. I wonder if I can try to paint a picture here since this is an audio I, medium. If I don't if know. You, if, if anybody, if you are really an old school wrestling fan and you know who Jimmy Valiant is. Uh-huh. <laughs> or if you don't, Seth is in what is essentially looks like the most elaborate pajamas of all time. He looks like Jimmy Valiant met Shonuff. From the 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 last dragon, <laughs> that is pretty accurate. Yes, I I I I, I thank you, thank you very much. Um, I'll play the one you told me to first. Now, go ahead and give these a little a little background. But I, and and basically, Seth is sitting there in gold and black. Basically, it's it, no shirt. He's in a gold and black jacket which looks to be satin or some sort of rayon material. 
and his glasses, sunglasses that he has on match, but they look like show enough glasses from The Last Dragon. Look that one up if you don't know. And if you haven't seen that movie, shame on you and definitely watch it. Um, and now Smart just kind of explain what these are and go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I think this was specifically during WrestleMania weekend that they were offering exclusive cameos or whatever, however they want to phrase it. Because the the thread that I found it on, there was some from Omis, there was some from Randy Orton, there was mm-hmm. a 15-second one from Shane McMahon that they said they were charging $500 for. So somebody got royally fucked, or multiple people, depending on how many people decided to buy it. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. I don't necessarily know, like, the message that Orton, or not Orton, that Rollins was told to give to this person mm. but i do know that if you could a if you could afford this and you weren't going to miss the money however much it is that he was charging and i don't know that to be exact but regardless of however much it was that he was charging you got your money's worth with this oh yes oh yes you did um so without further ado now the the next video by the way smart is him in the same outfit. So it's in the yes. same thing. Um, there were four, like I said, there were four of it, so I got them all. But let's go ahead and play this first one here. A little volume to start off, and I am hitting play. Seth Rollins, here you go. <laughs> Somebody who finally gets it. Simon, respect, you understand, you feel it. I feel you. It's a beautiful synergy, man. I appreciate all the love. All the love. And I appreciate all the support. And I'm taking it in. And I'm taking it in. And I'm throwing it back at you. Throwing it back at you. Thank you so much for everything you do for me. To allow me to be as wonderful as I am right now. You are the best. Thank you for all your support. And no matter what, don't let don't let the people, don't let the haters, don't let them tell you what to do, what to think, who to like. Don't don't let put shut them out. This is about you and me. This is about us. This is about our future. Always, no matter what, no matter who gets in your way, embrace the vision and good things will come your way. Embrace the vision, my friend, and burn it down. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <coughs> well, there you go, Smart. Mm-hmm. I think my main question is, who is this guy? Where was this guy? Why couldn't we get this guy more often? We sat through months of the boring fucking cult leader type gimmick. And this guy was laying dormant the entire time. I don't know what this is. I don't know if this could be a heel mm-hmm. or a face. I just know that I want more of it. For those who couldn't see, he was dancing around. He mm-hmm. serenaded. He was doing a lot of talking with his hands when he talked uh-huh. about throwing it back. He was mm-hmm. literally throwing an imaginary ball, I guess, at the screen. For some reason, the camera is like 50% pointed at the roof, which I just feel like helps add to the overall ambiance of whatever it is that's going on here. Like, it was the most coked-out 80s promo without cocaine that I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think he had pants on. And <laughs> he did not. This was obviously in a, in, like, in a hotel room. Obviously, this was in a hotel room. 
Mm-hmm. There's a bed in the background. Yes. And a little desk, like in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. It's stationary. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. I think I saw a Bible somewhere. Uh, and <laughs> you're right, though. It's <laughs> it's a, He didn't open the drawer. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but you're right. He, where, we deal with whiny Seth and... Where is this guy? I want this guy. This is a heel. This is a great heel. I love this heel. I want this heel. And I got to tell you, I haven't played this. I have not heard this other one. This other mm. little thing from him. Let's uh, let's do it. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Jack. 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 Jack, what up, bro? What up? So you got your final exams coming up, my dude. Good luck. From the Messiah, the architect, the new Mr. WrestleMania, it's yours truly, Seth Rollins, here to say thank you. Thank you so much for your love, your support, and thank you for all you do for staying up late to watch me do my thing. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything you got going on, man. I hope life is treating you well. You deserve all the goodness you have in it and more. Embrace the risen, my friend. Embrace the vision. All right, that wasn't as crazy, but the beginning. Whatever you think he was doing, he was. He was basically doing Daniel Bryan arms to Jack. He was raising the roof. Yeah, huh? He was. He was. Absolutely, man. Or like the, the the little movement that Booker T did before he would do the scissors kick, <laughs> where he would like do it like it was not quite raising the roof, but it was a little bit. And and okay, yeah, that one wasn't as crazy, but he also fucked up his catchphrase, which is great because he told him to embrace the reason, which would I, I don't understand what that means, but I'm with it. I'm I, totally with it. I don't know, man, but these are these are great. Um, and that was that was kind of the other thing too. Was like we saw a little bit of this during that rain delay. Because it was it was very interesting. I don't think we've really talked about that enough. Was you could definitely see who was accustomed to cutting promos that were written for them, versus who was actually good at cutting off the cut promos. Right. Because you know they go to Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens is doing this good promo about you know the rivalry that he's had for forever at this point with Sami Zayn. But then you cut to Seth Rollins. His brawl is just out there, just being out of his fucking mind. Where he's just like, I don't know what I'm gonna say, but I know I'm gonna fill up about five minutes. So just give me the microphone. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of these in that same outfit from Seth. I'm, lo- I'm actually looking on Cameo right now to see if I can figure out how much it is. And like Cameo, rest, Cameo has been one of the greatest things for wrestling. It has just given us an endless stream of fucking content. You have Seth Rollins cutting these like crazy 80s coked up promos. Mm. You have fucking The Undertaker. Golly, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you have fucking Nick Gage walking around a big lights cutting a promo on a kid for potty training. Like it is the most, it is the most wonderful device in all of like the history of wrestling. Like this is, this is wonderful. It really is. There's some great stuff going on right now, man. There is. And, uh, yeah, there's no price on that. I would have to actually wait until it looks like they're going to be, they change the price every time they do it. So it says, notif- you know, notify me when available. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, 
Wow. But yeah, I would uh, definitely like this Seth over any Seth they have. And, uh, you know, slowly it looks like they're actually building towards something like this with him coming out in the crazy suits and stuff. So maybe, maybe we're going to get a little more, a little more Seth Rollins like this. And let's hope. Let's get into one quick thing here. Oh, uh, $400 is uh, what uh, Sasha Baron Corbin is saying it was. Which I said, if you can, whatever it was, if you could, if you agreed that it was worth it to pay for it, to have this made, you got your investment back. Like, if you could afford to part with that, you saw how much it was going in, and you're like, all right, I don't need this to pay my food, my bills, whatever. I had this on hand. This exceeded whatever your expectation was, because it was way better than just the fucking, oh, it's it's your anniversary, happy anniversary, click. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this was uh, this was pretty good. This was fun as shit, man. It was some fun mm, stuff. Interesting. Oh. There's a, there's a bigger list here. Yeah, we got Apollo good. Cruz two hundred, Bianca Belair two hundred, Big E two hundred fifty, Cesaro two hundred, Daniel Bryan four hundred, Kevin Owens two fifty, Sami Zayn two hundred, Seth Rollins four hundred. Not bad. No. Big, Big E is two fifty. Well, that that was actually the thing about Big E was I think before he was he was charging a very affordable for somebody of his stature rate, and then he just became inundated with them. I think it was only like ten fifteen bucks or something. Right. And then it just like hundreds upon hundreds of people were paying for it. And he was like, guys, I have to. I literally wouldn't be able to do anything else with my life if I kept entertaining these prices. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm glad, man. I know WWE's taking a lot of that, but uh, whatever. I would love to get Shane a... Shane and uh, Randy Orton were $500. I heard... You, Just imagine. You, you said that about Shane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did see that it was 500 for Shane. And one of the videos he made was 15 seconds. This oh, is Randy Orton. I see Randy Orton won 58 seconds. All right. Well... And that's probably for about two words, because oh, even the even his cameos are slow. He just looks at the camera and says "side headlock," and then that's it. Wow. Well, uh, it, that sounds like it might be a podcast. So we'll see. Um, Get Conrad on the horn. Yeah. <laughs> so Randy, when you took a shit in Giorgio Vanni's bag. What was going through your mind? <laughs> or is that all just rumor and innuendo? Um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of numbers and stuff like that, Smark, um, let's get into this little, uh, as the 434 says, the big dog, Dave Meltzer, has given, <laughs> he's given his... <laughs> the head of the table, yeah. Dave Meltzer. <laughs> you got fucking Brian Alvarez in the James overall. <laughs> Make sure you say something good about him. He loves us. Uh, has given his ratings for all of the WrestleMania 37 matches, Smart. Now, Smart, I think I will preference this. I'm, I'm not going to speak for you with I don't take much stock in these little star things from Dave Meltzer. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to freak out. We may comment on a few here, a few there, but it is what it is. This is nothing to get upset about. It's his opinion, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just want to get that out there because some people get a little pissed about some of this shit here. Um, so, all right. 
Let's start out. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. He gave it 3.75 stars, Mark. 3.75. Okay. Not okay. bad. Not bad. All right. Um, Carmella and Billy Kay versus Lon. Now, remember, this was the term, the tag team turmoil match, so I'm going to mention two quick matches here, and then I'm going to mention a dual match after that. Um, let's see. For the Carmella and Billy Kay versus Lana and Naomi, he gave that point. Seven five stars, and for the one after that with Carmella and Billy Kay versus Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, he gave that point uh, half a star. He gave it half a star. Hmm. So obviously the Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan now against uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, one and a quarter stars. And then when it was uh, Ruby and Liv versus Natty and Tamina, he gave it one point seven five, one and three quarter star. Okay, we don't have any more of those. It's just pretty quick from here. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, four stars. I think I can okay. agree. I that's probably the to me that might be the one that's spot on. Yeah, and I don't have a complaint with that. No, 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 no. I don't. New Jay, not ugh, New Jay. New Day versus AJ Styles and almost. Only two and a quarter stars. Uh, hmm. That one I might have put a little more. Just, I mean, almost finally gets in the ring. We see a lot of that. New Day always puts on a good show. Uh, all right. All right. It was a little bit weird because, like, basically, they, yeah, like, they weren't, but the way that they wrestled it, New Day were heels. Right. Like they wrestled them as they were they were because they isolated AJ the entire time, and then AJ made the hot tag to Almas, and then Almas won, and it was like it was as though the alignments were switched. Right. So I could see him being nitpicking that. Uh, all right, all right. Um, this is another one I completely agree with him on. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman, one and a half stars. All right, Dave, I'll go with you on that. I'm, I'm, it wasn't I'm, as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, I, I, you're right. I think he was a little nice there. I think he gave Shane. I, I think he's a little bit of a Shane Mark. Now, <laughs> now, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and Morrison. He gave three and a half stars. Okay. I think that was a at least a four. In my opinion, I would have bumped that up a half a star just for that four star. My opinion only. This is Dave's opinion. Um, like I said, the. Bad Bunny was a badass that night. He fucking, I really felt like he fucking killed it out there. And, uh, you know, I know Miz and, and Miz and Morrison had a lot to do with that. So Dave being the, you know, kind of guru of wrestling, which let's face it, he is, that he is, I just figured he'd take that into account a little more and maybe give that a four-star match too. So... But the next star he gave uh, the, the next match mark he did give four stars, which was uh, Sasha versus Bianca Belair. Uh, that was a five star match to me, man. The emotion, the history, the just everything about it to me. I would have just went ahead and thrown that out there with a five star. Yeah. Me, just me. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm surprised he didn't he didn't do that either, but. Just... If anything, based on just how much it seemed like everybody else liked that, like it almost, like, I'm not saying that it's necessarily a contrarian thing to give it four stars, mm. but it just seemed like everybody really loved that match. Like I thought it was good. 
it's a little bit of a hot take here, but I thought that the EO Raquel Gonzalez match was a little bit better, but that's just me. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. All right. Now, this is where we're going to, this is one we might talk about for a minute or two. Randy Orton versus The Fiend. Smart, he gave it negative one star. Shout out to Brody Lee Jr. Um, negative one. Negative one. See, now I'm genuinely curious if that was on purpose. <laughs> Why my little my, my little shout out there? Mm, well, I, I guess he did. <laughs> I don't remember it because I would just. There's a lot going on. Yep. But he apparently did paid a little bit of an homage to Brody during that match. He gave a yeah, yeah, yeah through the mask. Okay, yeah, that's why I didn't, because we didn't have the audio, but... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep, he did. He did. And you're right, we didn't have the audio up, uh, loud enough to hear it, but he did. Um, I mean, that's pretty harsh. I mean, was the match good? I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, come on, it was a good match. Come on, Dave. No, I'm not doing that. But negative one, there was still some things going on. The match still further didn't further the storyline. It furthered Alexa's storyline. Uh, I'm not so sure negative one. I mean, Jesus Christ, give it a one and a half. Give it a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, two. I, I didn't like it. But to say that it was worse than whatever happened at the beginning of that tag team turmoil match. It's like, that's just not fair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're sitting there. I'm, I don't know. And again, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and shum, I'm not going to shit on Meltzer. I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck this guy. No, it's his opinion. It's fine. But yeah, I, I just, you're right. There's so many other things up there that you're like, and you did this and that, and then you give this a negative one. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, Melty. Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler versus Natty and Tamita. Two, two and a half stars. All right. All right. After I did negative one for Randy Orton and the Fiend Smart. I mean, like, to analyze that is to think about that match again, and I don't want to do it. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, three and three quarter stars. I think that's fair. I don't think it was a bad match. I just didn't get a lot of time. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm thinking about it. That one's probably good. Uh, Riddle Sheamus, four stars. I'd drop that down. <sighs> I'd drop that down a star, in my opinion. It wasn't bad until the botch, but the botch was really bad. Yeah, I would. That. That that that's what would bring it down to a three for me. That botch. Which, to be fair, like in hindsight, that could have ended up far worse. Mm. Like the fact that it was just something funny, and it wasn't like Riddle getting dropped on his head and severely injured. Well, let's be honest. If Sheamus wasn't a fucking giant dude, strong motherfucker like he is, that could have really, really been a bad thing. If that was fucking like uh, Rey Mysterio or something, Riddle. Riddle could be fucked up right now. Mm, yeah, if it was Ricochet, he would have been in a wheelchair. <laughs> Since you're in a wheelchair, I got a video to show you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Big E. Uh, 
versus Apollo Crews. I didn't do that one, did I? Why do I feel like I did? We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Three stars. I'm a little biased on Biggie. I would have brought that up a little bit. Um, yeah, I can see it. I can see it either way. Yeah, Oscar versus uh, Oscar Rhea Ripley. Three and a half stars. I guess. Another another match, though, that you could bring up a little bit. We have a new champion. Another is someone who's never been champion. I don't know. I don't know. Um, this one I like, though. Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan, four and a half stars. I honestly don't think there's anywhere you can bitch about that one. Uh, hmm. No? You? You got something to say? And uh, It's not that I disagree. It's just... It's, that seems kind of for him for like what his ratings are that seems high really well because because i mean like he it seemed like he kind of didn't like the uh lashley drew match and i really like that so i was like if if that's what we're going on that that was like a 3.75 or whatever then the fact that it was four and a half is like that's kind of a little bit surprising no there there's three people so you gotta you know throw in an extra an extra one for that there you go. So, <laughs> I guess. Um, now, that's all the matches right there. Now, he, uh, they, they throw in a, a, the 434, threw in a few extra little things here. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Kushida on, the, on, on NXT this week. He gave 3.75 stars. And then the Young Bucks versus Death Triangle match. That was the opener to AEW Dynamite this week gave five stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he loved it, which I did too, actually. The only thing I really complained, I didn't even complain about it, I just was kind of pointing it out to people who didn't see it or wanted to watch it again, that you could see Phoenix untying his mask. It was a little bit funny. But yeah. outside of that, like, I thought it was a really good match. Like, it's hard, just full disclosure, it's hard for me to just focus from bell to bell on a match without looking away for at least a second or two just for any number of reasons. And, like, I couldn't take my eyes off it the entire time. Yeah, but... I mean, five... It's... the. I mean, he's such a young... I'm sorry. The guy's a young Bucks mark. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, like... Five kind of doesn't mean what it used to anymore. No, you're right. Because now he's doing the six stars, the seven stars, yeah, whatever the fuck. You're right. You're right. You're right. It doesn't. Um, And the uh, Fatal Four SmackDown tag title match from last week SmackDown to give three and three three quarter stars. So I don't know. Just figured we throw that out there. Um, Like I said, I didn't want to be done with the show, and uh, we're only at an hour and a half, and we don't have really too much to get back into now speaking of uh a little bit that we just talked about aew smart mm-hmm. in the ratings nxt did okay um they did i believe we talked about it uh, like 805 or something like that somewhere in the eights yeah 802 i believe uh 802 uh two five same thing uh- <laughs> more or less yeah i mean honestly it doesn't really make too much of a difference no 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 now then we move over to AEW once their their you know their their first week unopposed on Wednesday nights. One point two one nine million viewers on TNT. 
According that's according to Nielsen. Uh, that that is a fucking win, in my opinion. That is a big win for them right there. They should be very proud of that right there. Now that was with a kind of lackluster show. We said that Wednesday. Now there's. The, a lot of the fans did tune in to see Mike Tyson. But Which is what I thought was going to happen. Because there was a little bit of a, I don't want to say argument, but a little bit of a disagreement in the chat room the other there, day because I was talking about how I, uh, did, I'm buzzing. Real, oh, did a plane just fly over? I don't believe so. Okay, well, whatever it is, it's gone. Please, I'm sorry to interrupt. Please keep going. Oh, no worries. But did, we were talking about it in the chat room the other, you know, like last week of what Mike Tyson's actual impact would be. And I said, I don't know. I think it'll surprise you. Because, I mean, there's there's still a lot of people that are very interested in him. And when you think about Mike Tyson, you think about Mike Tyson in the wrestling context, you go back to WrestleMania 14. So it's like that was a period in time that is very much romanticized in the eyes of, you know, the older fans, myself included. So it's like, there you go. You know, it doesn't surprise me that that would bring out a lot of people. Plus, I mean, it is the first week of both shows, AEW and NXT being unopposed. You're kind of still riding that high off the WrestleMania momentum. I mean, well, you know, a good barometer would be the next couple of weeks, seeing what it does, but so far so good. Right. Like I said, give it like a month to see what happens. I mean, this could be a, this could be something ongoing or this could be something that's just, Hey, Tyson got y'all a good spike. Mm-hmm. But to average what they averaged is means that it wasn't just a a one segment show. You know? So I don't know. We'll have to see. Filling up my water here real quick. If you hear ice. It makes around. me mildly sad that if you go on to read the article a little bit more. The top show that night was The Mass Singer with 5.1 million viewers. Ooh, dear God. Well, you know, that Ken Jong is a is a draw, I'll tell you. God. I like that guy. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I like him actually. I know he's funny. Um I I believe they're calling it now like MS five or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like the fifth season, which they've been in existence for like two years now. So go figure. But hey, whatever. Hey, listen, don't worry about that. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, I've actually never seen an episode. I see commercials for it all the time. Never seen an episode for it, though. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know what, Smart? Bring up that... Uh, MLW story, if you got it up there, that you sent to sure, me. Sure, yeah. That'll Since be quick, I just you know MLW NWO, same thing. Yeah, well, of course. According to Lacey Evans, oh, Modelo shots. Hope my wife heard that. And apparently, <laughs> she did a little bit. She did an interview with Hannibal, mm. and she talked about Ke- or not Kevin Owens, Kevin Nash. So this was like this was today that this came out. Or it was like within the last 24 hours. Really? Because I think it said 19 hours on the YouTube because I searched Lacey Evans. 
or not like damn it i did it too now <laughs> you've you've influenced me Lacey von eric so apparently she uh i don't know she she mentions she she has to have mentioned it in some capacity that she didn't know what who kevin nash was and i guess there's got to be an excuse so i look for, i i'm genuinely going to check that out when we're you know, done here you know what in in lieu of saying she's really not bright, I'm just going to say she's really pretty. Mm-hmm. She's I'm ge- really pretty, and that's that that's good. Go ahead. Yeah, there's there's multiple ways to play the game. Mm. <laughs> everybody can get to where they want to go. Just everybody has different skills and tools mm-hmm. and assets. Um, assets, interesting. Wrestlingnews.com. I actually, I'm not stalling for time. This has been, the tab's been open for a while. Mm. But uh, anyways, sure. Major League Wrestling, MLW, applied to trademark the term as Tekka Underground and the logo for it on April 12th with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Which I, I want to believe that they have a wrestling division because we talk so much about these like wrestling companies applying for all these various patents. Um, anyways, the trademark is listed under a variety of descriptions for those who may not watch the MLW product. People like me, Azteca Underground is the promotion within MLW that is ran by Selena De Laurenta, which I recommend. The descriptions read like the following. Oh boy, I, I you don't have don't read the numbers. You don't have to read the numbers. Skip the numbers, dude. Legal mumbo jumbo. Downloadable television shows about the professional wrestling and sports entertainment, clothing, namely tank tabs, t-shirts, shirts, sports shirts, dress shirts. <laughs> I like. This. All right, just stop. Keep going. Polo shirts. Undershirts, sweatshirts, Skip it. Blog, damn it. <laughs> Raincoats. Overcoat. Jesus. Pajamas. Ties. Trousers. Ha- Halloween. Like trousers. Wait, wait, wait. Halloween and masquerade costumes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I love how they have to be so specific because you could get somebody, I who the fuck would want to in this case. But, you you know, if you're like you trademark DX or something, you got to put like, oh, DX fucking smoking jacket. So <laughs> another motherfucker doesn't come out with a, well, you didn't copyright DX smoking jacket. So you get these ridiculous fucking top coats, trousers, overcoat. Who is making an Azteca underground overcoat? I, I, I have no clue. Um but Jesus Christ, oh, geez, they have a lot of stuff here, Smart. Um, jeez, there's a lot of, yeah, this is you want me to, fucking ridiculous. Let me sum this, sum this up a little bit for you. Yeah, go ahead and simplify this uh, for me. Entertainment services, you know, all the usual right there. They've got the, uh, the, the all the television stuff, computer stuff, all the broadcast stuff, you know, television and um, you know, streaming, streaming's down here. Downloadable television shows about professional wrestling. More clothing. We'll just leave it at that. And <laughs> then we get into more of the television for global use. Is what they're doing down here. Broadcast over satellite internet. So they have just basically registered for every single thing in the world. Mm. that you could apply for um they now 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 you said this is with within their company you they're Mm -hmm. already running this they just wanted to uh, so i'm i'm is this a new company or is this 
like you know, like WWE joining AAA. Is this like a combination, or is this a new company they're 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 doing here? I feel like this is like maybe like a raw underground situation, but I do know that uh, Selena De La Renta. Try that again, Selena De La Renta. There we go. English and Spanish is hard. Yeah. Uh, had been affiliated with Mill Mortis. She had been managing him in MLW. I have seen that before. I've seen them on a couple of match graphics. I, I full disclosure, already admit that I don't regularly watch MLW, which they've been. What I have seen of them, they've been pretty good. But um, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Real, real quickly, I'm, I I decided to you know just pop her name in um, Google there, and she first of all is a absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Mm-hmm. First thing that pops up for me is uh, a YouTube video, Selena De La Renta on her sex therapy ambitions. Something to uh, something you might want to check out. Five minutes. <laughs> oh, I just I laid out because I thought you were going to play it. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I was like, all right, do tell, do tell. No, um, no, okay, no, so- no. This is, and actually, this is a Hannibal video. Interesting. Okay, so two things. First off, I brought this up because it furthers the speculation that Lucha Underground might be returning Mm -hmm. or that at the very least there's going to be more aspects of Lucha Underground incorporated into MLW so that if anything, that that does actually intrigue me to want to tune into their show. Um, But the one thing that I'm seeing here again when I'm reading through this extensive list of various clothing garments that they have a copyright list on, it it says here, headwear, namely hats and caps. Mm -hmm. What what other headwear is there? Are we talking like helmets? There's beanies, there's helmets, there's um, fedoras, Mm -hmm. uh, bowling hats. Bowling Uh, hats? What? I don't know if I know what that is. Um, bowling hat. Oh, I'm looking it up now, so I will know within a minute. But or bowler. They it might be bowler. Hat. Oh, bowler. Okay, I thought you meant like bowling, bowling alley, like bowling shoes, bowling shirt. Um, there are other things. Yeah, I know what a bowler hat is. So, okay. But, yeah, for within the context, I was like, no, no, no I'm just. So yes, so they... if, if you want an Azteca underground fedora, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you just can't. You just can't like form your own copyright. You can uh, potentially buy it if it, this ever does become a thing. So when you're defending the integrity of Sh- Sasha Banks with your friends, you can tip your fedora at them. With the Azteca Underground logo on it. All right, there you go. You can, but uh, all right. I guess we'll see where that goes. That could. Uh, you're right. That does spark a lot of the things with you know Lucha Underground possibly coming back and all things like that. Maybe they're going to be involved with MLW. Maybe they're going to be on uh, Triller or Fight TV. I'm not sure which they're going to call it after the acquisition. So uh, I guess we'll find that out. Um, okay. So I'm pretty sure we only have two more things to talk about after I play this little movie trailer. Now, I know it's going to be a little visual, but it's a movie trailer. John Cena, the beloved John Cena, 
is in the new Fast and Furious movies, Mark. F9. F9. And he plays Dom's brother. Vin Diesel's brother. Now, I got to tell you. I know I've never said that these are great movies. I, I've, I've admitted I like bad movies. Right, Mark? You have, yes. This one might even be a little crazy for me they're flying through the sky and cars and shit and um i mean i'll watch it but uh anyway it's three minutes and 20 seconds not that bad let's go ahead and play it real quick you'll obviously know john cena his voice is pretty pretty uh you know distinct so here we go the world has a way of changing Dumbass kids in this one. Mm-hmm. But we always come back together. We heard y'all needed a little love out here. Ludicrous. He's back. Y'all ever thought about the wild missions we've been on? We've taken out planes, trains, tanks. I'm not going to think Gibson. about submarines. And now we got cars flying in the air. Who is he? Jacob is Dom's brother. There we go. It's gotta be Kane. Little brother. You always say never turn your back on family. But you turned your back on me. Now your little family is in my world. Whatever's on you, is you ready? It's on us. Are you ready? He's got his own private army. We need help. No way. Is you ready? Oh, ready. So how do y'all want to play this? Got Han back. Fast. We going. Oh, we going. Okay, this is a bad time to mention this, but I don't drive. <laughs> Brother against brother. This should be interesting. But could you kill him? Are you bright for me, would you die? Crank it all the way up. Magnus. We're using magnets. Man, we messing with magnets now? It's good to be back. We got no white flag and no tree. We got the product. We got the tool. We supposed to stop that? Hold on! We on We on the loose. People are glad. We are the truth. Yes! <laughs> I spent my entire life in your shadow. Now, you spend the rest of yours living in mine. We go on We on, we on, we on, we on the loose. Not today. Really, duct tape? 
You acting like we on our way to Home Depot. Hunter! No chance! Ah! I don't want to die! All right, June 25th. Okay, so the action in this movie looks great, Smart. I don't know if you checked out the um, the, the, the the link I sent you. Yeah, I have seen the trailer. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, and chat room, you can go right to YouTube and just type in F9 trailer. It's out there. It's everywhere. Matter of fact, if you turn on your goddamn Amazon Fire Stick, it's right there on the fucking front. It's like, boom. So you can do that too. But it uh, the action looks good, but they're getting a little ridiculous now. Um, <laughs> I'll still watch it. I'll still watch it. <laughs> But uh, John Cena, they, they were saying he was rumored to be in it. There wasn't a confirmation, but um, then there was. Didn't know what he was playing. Rumors, rumor was that he was going to be Dom's brother or in some way the villain to the group. And uh, hey, we get that John Cena heel turn. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting, and like, okay, I have a, I have a question first off. Oh. And I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, and if anybody else knows the answer to this, if they want to chime in, it is with, <laughs> within the lore, uh, I can't even believe I'm asking this, within the lore of the Fast and the Furious series, has Dom's brother been an established thing? Is this like, is this a situation where it's like, legitimately, I, I said it as a joke, but is this like a Kane situation where we knew that he had a brother and now here's brother? No. No mention okay. ever of a brother in this movie. He's mentioned uh, Dom, Vin Diesel, has mentioned his father many times, and they've told that story of how his father died in a, actually in a, a stock car race, which is why he was uh, banned from the track which is why he took mm -hmm. up street racing. So that was the whole premise of the first one. But they've never mentioned a brother, anything. They just, there's a lot about family, which obviously is where bringing in a brother will kind of be like, oh, so you did turn your back on your family. So that's where we are. No, never a mention of ever. And I've now, wait a minute. I have only seen one through six. Okay. I, my wife gets mad if I watch some of the, some things without her and she likes these movies. I've only seen one through six. I have not seen the seventh one. I have not seen the eighth one. But I know in, just for full disclosure. So in one through six, I know they've never been mentioned. Never okay, been, never, enough. ever mentioned a brother. That's all. So seven or eight, anything's possible, but I got a feeling no. Interesting, interesting. Now, they missed the boat a little bit because I know that Cena's a bigger star and he's going to do better for their box office and everything. But, like, I'm a little bit disappointed that Vin Diesel's brother is not Damien Priest because it, it, it's just, it's such an easy thing. The uh huh. They talk twins. alike. They kind of they look vaguely alike. Just one has hair, one doesn't. Yeah. But they both kind of have that tan, tan going on. Dude, those two as buddy cops. Oh my god, Diesel and Priest. Mm -hmm. 
The Priest and the Diesel. Oh, buddy cop movie heaven right there between those two. I'd love it. Absolutely. And what, what was tripping me out when I was thinking about it, and I will say credit to them because I was looking at the IMDb, and like the first movie gets a, has a 6.8. And then you start looking at the seven, let's see, Fast Five, 7.3. Six, seven, Furious Seven, seven point one. Mm. Like as these sequels go on, people like them more, which is a rarity. Yeah. But um, well, what yeah. Did... I mean, it's, it's everybody has their own opinions on that. But what, what was tripping me out, though, to get to the actual point I was going to make, the first movie was in two thousand one. Now we're in two thousand twenty-one. It's been twenty years. I like the idea that this is sort of just by no other choice than just nature becoming like the Expendables, mm-hmm. where they're starting to get older and older, and it's becoming like visible at this point. Where it's like, ah, we've been through so much. Oh yeah, and not only is there Fast and Furious, you know, one through, and by the way, when I say three, I mean Tokyo Drift. Uh, right. So, but there's also a little short. I told you I had watched this a while back called Los Bandidos mm-hmm. that also ties into the whole thing also. So they got another little payday out of it, too. I think there's another one like called Supercharge. Is there? Did I miss one? I was I was seeing this on the IMDb because I was they obviously link you to like, oh, if you like this, you'll really like and then I saw there was a thing called tur- uh, Turbo Charge. Hmm. Prelude to Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, I might need to check that one out. Obviously, I do. And you got the Hobbs and Shaw. You got... There was another one I am not seeing it anymore, but it was like Vin Diesel, and it was like... It was a prelude, I guess, to one of the other movies. I don't... I'm... I've seen like two or three of them, honestly. I've, I'm way, I have no idea about any of this shit. But uh, there you go. All right. So, uh, all right. Well, there you go. Cena is in, uh, is in the new Fast movie. Check it out. I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll probably check it out when it comes out. Um, oh, here it is. Fast and the Furious Supercharged from 2015. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's got Vin Diesel. So I think it's primarily about him because he's like the only one on the, poster yeah oh all right there you i'll check it out but it it, and you know i saw christopher kane just said that their timeline is messed up he's right it is because in tokyo drift the third one han dies Mm -hmm. and they just brought him back like nothing happened (laughs) i I, and and i've heard this because Actually, my mom really enjoys these movies. There's a lot of people in my family that enjoy these movies. But so, like, I'll hear them talking about it. And, like, it's the same thing to me as when people start talking about, like, Star Wars timelines, mm-hmm. which is, like, I'm just not versed in it. So I have everything just sounds like it's in a foreign language to me. Because uh. I don't know who any of these people are. And so <laughs> I just have to be like, all right. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I never said I like good movies but that's one of them you're trying to shit on the movies it's just because i mean a lot of people really like them but it's just it, i've never really been a super big action movie person uh, i i like them. my like i said it's something my dad and me always kind of got together and watched action movies so kind of the way i 
kind of the way I just grew up on them, if you will. Because um, I, I was thinking about that too, because like I like horror movies a lot, and it's like it's kind of the same beat in some ways, but like it makes me feel like a little bit weird because with the the, the action movies, somebody gets shot and then they just like crumble up and then that's it. Like the horror movies, it just they fucking expand on it. Like you get to see all the blood, you see them get dismembered and shit, set on fire, and all these things. Mm. So it's like kind of makes me wonder. It, just, it makes me feel maybe a little bit bad about myself that I specifically like the more gory and graphic people getting killed instead of just you hear a gunshot, they fall down. Some action movies have some pretty gross killings in them. Just so you know, John Wick. John Wick's pretty good with that. Oh, fucking that's the, the, those. I haven't seen the the third one yet, but the first two are fucking great, man. Just fucking. Yeah, great. I really do like those. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I like the uh, the, the couple of them there. But um, all right, Spark. Let's get into the uh, last little thing that we're going to talk about before we get into the releases. Mm-hmm. And that is Teddy Hart. <laughs> if ever there was a co-main event. If ever. Now, Teddy Hart um, seems like he was strolling around a few shows on um, WrestleMania week, weekend. Mm. And not a lot of people were happy about it. Uh, actually, Chris Dickinson had to apologize for the picture that he took with um, uh, Teddy Hart and his cousin, Davy Boy Smith. Mm-hmm. And he did that almost immediately. Oh, yeah. The picture came out the, like the, the very next morning. It mm. was just like, hey, guys, I just want to clear everything up. Yep, he did. And he did. I'm, I'm not going to read that whole thing. Seriously, if you want, he actually has a video. You know what? I could get the video real quick because it's up here. I'll get the video as we're talking about Teddy Hart. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, wow. A lot of people weren't happy, Smark, that Teddy Hart was roaming around. Actually, um, who was it? John Wayne Murdoch, right? Mm-hmm. Was the one who threw him out of uh, an ICW show, right? Yeah, so well, I mean, and actually, to give to give a little bit of backstory to that, he was at the ICW show because Joey Janela told him specifically that he was not welcome at the GCW Spring Break show. Mm-hmm. That if he were to show up, he would have gotten thrown out and he would have been publicly embarrassed. Like they would have made sure that everybody knew that they just weren't fucking with him like that anymore. So he ended up going to the ICW show because he wasn't allowed at the GCW show and things didn't go well for him there either. It was apparently he was walking around. This is the report on Twitter walking around asking various wrestlers for $6,000. That's a cheap lawyer. Mm-hmm. And apparently he has a new, a new mistress. I guess he's not with Maria Manic anymore, which thank God for her oh, health and safety. Thank but God. apparently there's a new, <laughs> Uh, flame in his life let's say that yeah yeah definitely now I do have the video of um, John Wayne Murdoch it's 11 seconds now a little bit hard to hear 
But uh, John Wayne Murdoch is telling him one of Teddy's answers to him is, I bought a ticket. And you'll hear his response to that again. 11 quick seconds. I did what I could with the audio. Leave me alone. <laughs> fucking beat it, Bill, and I'll beat the fuck out of you. I swear to God, I'll beat your fucking brains in. You fucking little prick. I don't give a fuck who you are, bitch. <laughs> And the tweet from that was uh, from a, a, a guy, uh, Ghoul Demon Jr. In case anyone wanted to know, at the Duke, JWM, John Wayne Murdoch, stood the fuck up when everyone else in GCW let it breeze. Fuck Teddy Hart. He belongs. There you go. Um, now, Smart, why, why would he keep doing this? Why would he go places where he knows he's just not welcome? I don't even feel like you need to elaborate with another question. I just feel like when talking about Teddy Hart, the question, why would he keep doing this, applies to just anything that could be associated with him. What? Like, that is the number one question in, Edgar's, in regards to anything that has anything to do with Teddy Hart. Is this, why would Teddy Hart keep being Teddy Hart? Uh, well, I mean, that, you're right. You're right. That's probably a stupid question to ask, but... Um, I don't know, man. It's just really tough just what to see a guy who knows he's not wanted, yet seems like he just can't stop. Now, I, mean, I will say to, to expand, uh, to kind of add a little bit extra just context to this situation. This, of course, was during WrestleMania weekend or WrestleMania week now, because with the show being on Saturday, there wasn't a lot of weekend shows. Right. So everything kind of started around Wednesday. It was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were the main shows. They, they still did some shows Saturday, but whatever. Everybody was centered around that area because you know you get wwe of course but then you get all the independent shows during this week leo rush was there mm -hmm. low-key was there mm -hmm. new jack worked shows <laughs> all of this happened without incident nothing bad happened with leo rush nothing bad happened with low-key new jack didn't hurt anybody <laughs> so imagine all of these people that are just basically are the cornerstones for content for our show mm -hmm. and all of them acted very peacefully and everything went without a hitch. And then Teddy Hart, who was booked for nothing as far as I'm aware, because nope. I didn't see his name on any of the cards, nope. just showed up and Teddy Harted all over the place. Uh, absolutely. Just exactly. Teddy Harted all over everybody. But um, again, we mentioned that Chris Dickinson had to uh, apologize for the picture he took with, again, Davey Boy Smith and Teddy Hart. That's their, their cousins, those two. Mm -hmm. He did a 50... I didn't want to read the apology, which is why I said that, but it's only 57 seconds. Okay. So let's go ahead now. Dickinson is sitting here with a huge gash on his head telling this story, and here it is, the apology. Hey guys, I just want to be as uh, transparent as possible about the whole thing with this stupid photo. I absolutely regret taking this photo. I, it was a poor lapse of judgment on my part. Um, Teddy shouldn't have been in the locker room, and no matter how long or how quick it was or whatever, um, I shouldn't have taken a photo with Ted, and I completely regret it. Um, I'm sincerely remorseful. And I hope people can accept my apology. Uh, it was in poor judgment, and it was a it was a bad lapse of judgment on my part. 
So please understand, I am Ted Hart is not my friend. I do not support him. I do not condone what he's done or anything about him. And in just like that moment, I'm just, I just was not thinking before I decided, yeah, sure, I'll take a picture with you, Ted. And now look, so I'm sorry. Um, look, I'm not, I, I obviously condone nothing Teddy Hart does either, but it was just a picture. You just took a picture with him. It, 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 it's really it, toxic social media, dude. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. And I don't condone anything Teddy Hart did either. Like, Teddy Hart's an asshole, to put it lightly. <laughs> but at the same time, like, like you said, you didn't want to read the statement he put out. He put out a statement, and then that wasn't good enough, so he put out a video. Right. Like, to the point of just where... And this is Chris Dickerson we're talking about. This is a guy who at times has sort of thrived on being a little bit of a provocateur, mm-hmm. not necessarily being unprofessional or offensive, but just doing things in the ring or whatever that have kind of caused a little bit of some controversy here and there. Kimberly. So like when you have him just straight up being like, Hey, no, 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 no. This isn't me. This isn't what I'm about. Like, eh, it's kind of interesting. He by the, by and by, he got that cut. Cause it was, uh, he had a match with Joy Janela that right. the night before. Right. And he, Fucking bled all over the place. Jesus. Um. All right. Well, again, I, I, I just don't think people need to apologize for every little thing anymore. I, I get why he did it. He wants to work. Um. Right. But, but and it's the thing too. Is like I was seeing people that were like, "Nope, it's too late." It's like it's too late for what? Like, what are you going to? What's the plan? You're going to try to get him fired from places? Like, he doesn't. Yeah. He's not with a major like he's he's doing the New Japan USA shows, mm-hmm. so I guess he is sort of with a major company, but you know it's a little bit of a gray area there with that shit. Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's just like I I don't see the point in persecuting you know fucking Chris Dickinson for just being in a photo. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Now, Smart, I hate to do this, but uh, before we get into the releases, I have got to pee. Really bad. Mm-hmm. I've drank two bottles of water now. Um, mind if we take a quick break? Yeah, no, no worries. All right. Take a quick break. Let me pee. Um, and I will be right back. You lucky downloaders. You won't even know we were gone. And uh, we're going to go ahead, take a quick break, come back, talk the 10 releases. And uh, we will be right back. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. See you soon. Oh, thank you so much. I had to do that. Wow. Feel much better now. Much, much better. Um, anyway, we were done talking about everything except probably the biggest thing going on Thursday. Always the day after the always the day after Smart. It always <laughs> is. Always the day after. Um, there was a group of releases. Some Meh, some wow release. Um, and I guess we'll go through them real quick, and obviously, we'll go through some of the reactions from some of the people, and uh, we'll go from there. But uh, I guess the first two we'll go ahead and talk about, Smark, is um, earlier in the day we heard Billy Kay was released, 
And That's then right. and then a couple hours later, eh, maybe three or four hours later, a few hours later, we'll say that, Peyton Royce was also released. Mm-hmm. So both the Iconics were released on the same day. Um, now, Billy Kay, I mean, let's face it, she's, I mean, she was involved in something at Mania, which is good. A little weird they would get rid of her after that. Peyton Royce, just coming off that little thing that, you know, that the, the, the thing on uh, the uh, after Raw, whatever it is. Raw Talking Talk. Talking smack. Or Raw, Raw Talk. Raw Talk. And had a great match with Asuka. Little mm-hmm. weird, but, you know, budget cuts are what they're blaming for this. In a year where they're having record uh, profits. So, but uh, the only thing I can say is if they're getting ready to go back on the road soon, which they could hit the southern ter- a lot of the southern territories they used to because they're back open again. Maybe they are trying to cut down a little bit. That's the only thing I can think is what the, was why they would do this. Um but uh, as far as uh, <laughs> Sasha Baron Corbin says, Peyton sucked. Um, but uh, I, I did think it was a little weird that they released both of these girls. I don't know what you think, but go for it. it what's, what, what I think is interesting is they're kind of going the way that actual sports teams tend to do. Right. Where they just like and they, they're not necessarily a lot younger but they're bringing in these newer talents that they're not obviously expecting to pay them quite as much as their counterparts. You know, you're getting new people in NXT. So there you go. You add a couple, you subtract a couple, you you save more money. As you said, it's kind of funny because this was, this was like the year, this happened on like the year anniversary of the massive exodus. <laughs> oh, you know, that happened last year mm. when they were making and then ended up making before even those releases came into play, they made like $43 million at one quarter. Right. And so here we are a year later and they're making even more because they're coming off of that Peacock deal. That Peacock deal wasn't even in place before when they fired all these people because of budgetary reasons, quote unquote, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> but that's just the thing is, is, is this is so crazy is, is that <laughs> like you're making more money now than ever. Mm-hmm. And you're firing these people because you can't afford to keep everybody. It's like you can, you can, right? Yeah, I mean they 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 definitely could, but I mean you know you got people yeah, people that answer too smart. And mm. I mean there's some people. I guess if you don't see a future for some people, you do what you got to do. I I guess. And yeah, and and I I can see that. But I feel like what's even what's a little bit more kind of upsetting about that kind of thing is that just the idea of you have people on your roster that are willingly wait, raising their hand and, you know, I volunteer, I volunteer. And you're like, no, 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 we're not going to use you, but we're not going to fire you. We're not giving you that pleasure. Mm. I mean, they did release Andrade, but there are so many other people that have been in that position and that are still in that position that want to go that they aren't releasing. So you get rid of these people that presumably do still want to be there when you have these people that are making probably about the same amount of money that are volunteering to be let go. It's really interesting in that regard to 
specifically address the you know Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, that kind of thing. I was a little bit surprised by that because, like you said, they they did that whole sort of kind of like redemption arc with Peyton Royce of wanting to fight Oscar and finally getting that match, and then they it seemed like they kind of did that really quickly and they just blew by that. They had her lose, and then nothing really came of it. She, I mean, it was a really good match. She put out a really valiant effort. They could have built on that, but just for whatever reason, they decided not to. Yeah, Billy Kay, not a good wrestler by any means, but. She did. I think she did a pretty good job with the whole resume angle that they were giving her. And like, it's not easy to make WWE commentary or WWE comedy work, right? Like, really outside of like our truth, you really don't. Our truth, Cameron Grimes, you really don't get that many people that can pull it off. Yeah. So the fact that she was yeah. able to do that within that realm was pretty. You know, I think it's a testament to her. And I, you know, you can. There's any number of places I think that will end up picking her up that could benefit from because I saw her name mentioned with John Silver oh. of just people who aren't necessarily the greatest wrestlers ever, but they're funny. They're you know they have a personality to them. People like them. Like people really like the Iconics. Those people weren't me, but a lot of people really like the Iconics. Yeah. So it's just like you know, and, and the fact that they're both going to be on the market is going to be interesting. The the one that really kind of got me. Is because you had Billy, you know Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. You had Mickey James. That's not right. terribly surprising. No, but the one that kind of like got to me, not because I'm a super big fan of their work, but just because of the circumstance, was the Chelsea Green one. Because she's right. still rehab. It's like it's basically it's like well that'll teach you to get injured. You're fucking fired. It's just <laughs> like come on, really? Like you didn't even give her a proper chance. Like it's one thing if you're like all right, we 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 fucking kick the tires on Peyton Royce and you know Billy Kay. That just didn't. It, we couldn't see a future for them. That's what the whole Kevin Dunn was saying was that he saw a ceiling for Billy Kay, and that's why they got rid of her. Right. Didn't even really get a chance for Chelsea Green because Chelsea Green was on NXT. She did well there, well enough to be moved to SmackDown, I believe it was. And then she got injured. And while she was rehabbing, they're like, all right, well, you're gone now. Thank you for letting us use your pool. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing, I guess. You know, after you're done with people, you just spit them out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, her and, and you know, it, she was one that, you're right. When they're rehabbing, it's always weird when they get rid of people, because it's kind of like you know how how dare you get hurt? Fuck you. Yeah, and this yeah. was like the first injury. This wasn't a situation where you know it's like oh we we can't we're not going to give you another chance. We've given you plenty. This is like it was just a freak thing that happened, and she was in the process of getting back together. And right, and and you know you mentioned Mickey James, and Mickey James was. Uh, you're right. It wasn't a a huge surprise they've been calling her legend and kind of put her in that status already that she that she wasn't coming back um she put out a nice statement on uh on twitter and facebook uh, here real quick great, great grateful for the memories grateful for the locker room grateful for the fans grateful for these little keys to my golden handcuffs I would like to handcuff her. You, that, I'm sorry, that was completely ad-libbed. Uh, you, can, you can never expect others' vision of you to be as your own dreams. Thank you, Vince McMahon. Hashtag always blessed and grateful. She's taking the high road, obviously. I'm sure she's disappointed. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she is. But um, 
obviously taking the high road here. Uh, listen, we know she's married to Nick Aldis. I could see her ending up in an NWA. Honestly, I don't see where AEW could use her very much. They're building their own women's division, and they should continue that and not bring in, you know, everyone that, I mean, Jesus Christ, what, what are they going to bring in 10 people? No, they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, not not very surprising for Mickey James. I think it was her that, I think it was her that, that, that said this, but I was seeing, I saw a thing a couple weeks ago at this point that was kind of interesting where it was a female wrestler, and I believe it was her, but I am looking just to make sure that I don't misquote, but she was essentially talking about how it's interesting that once female wrestlers start getting to the point of being in their early to mid 40s it becomes all right well that's kind of it for your career Mm -hmm. where it's like you start like putting them in like you said in that legends role in that box and then expecting them to retire expecting them to step down and it wasn't even like she was like crying super foul or anything but it was like you know most of these guys out there right now are in their 40s and in their 50s or whatever and like nobody is expecting them to retire anytime soon so it's it's weird that that like kind of somewhat of a double standard is in place and it's like it's, oh, it's yeah. kind of a fair point oh absolutely it's a fair point and it, it's it's true it's i mean i'm not I, I can't say it's a fact there's no real stats on it but if you watch wwe there's no denying what she's saying at all. No denying what she's saying at all. And not just WWE. Oh, here we go. Here's the exact quote. Okay. So it's in this, it, I agree 100%. I don't know, 1,000%. I don't know what that's in reference to. But but in this industry, once you hit 35, it's perceived you should start wrapping it up and retire as a woman. Even though you're just hitting your stride. At 40, retire already. Even though the men are champs well into their 50s and glorified for it, sad but true. Yeah, it's they don't want they don't want milfs out there. They want young, perky girls like Charlotte out there. <laughs> yep, with a lot of Botox. Um, anyway, which I, I think she's pushing that number too, but that's neither here nor there. Exactly, and she's one that they'll be like, stay, 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 stay till you're fifty, sixty. Come on, you can do the May Young thing. Uh, so yeah, thirty-five, thirty-five. Oh, she's almost there. Oh, she has the same birthday as my mom. That's interesting. Aww. Not in year. My mom's not thirty-five, what? but she was born in April fifth. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, that kind of wraps up all the women that were released. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's just Tucker. Smart. Tucky. Tucky. We were worried for Tucky when we we said, you know, way back, almost a year ago, I think now, we said this is going to be bad for old Tucky. Mm-hmm. Um. After he, he had that one match, I forget who he had that match against, but it was very competitive. He was doing all these dives and shit, and I'm like, eh, you know, maybe Tucker will be okay. But then they broke up the heavy machinery, and mm-hmm. the whole heel turn happened, and it flamed out completely. Nothing. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Not a goddamn thing 
after that. Right. And then they expect you, I mean, they just expected us to what? I mean, they, they, they put him out there in 24-7 purgatory. They had him come out there looking like a completely different guy, like only like a couple of weeks later. Yeah. And then, and, and, uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and because you were talking about it, and we, he he kind of elaborated on that, on the whole breaking up of heavy machinery and what the ultimate plan was for him. Because somebody had asked him today, this is from 13 hours ago, according to the Twitter machine. Ah. Please tell me what was the reason of what was the reason of breaking heavy machinery up? We'll try that in English. What was the reason for breaking heavy machinery up? There we go. To which he offers a pretty interesting insight because he replies with, quote, who fucking knows? So they didn't have any plans. They didn't tell him any plans. There was no like, hey, we have this idea. Then for whatever reason, it fell through. It was just like, Mm -hmm. here's this thing we're doing. We'll figure the rest out later. Yeah, which obviously they did not do. Um, Now, I do want to say in that tweet, the guy's name or girl's name that uh, I do appreciate is Don't Simp. That's right. And at... Tango Snipes. I'm wondering yes. if that's uh, half Tango and Cash, half Wesley Snipes. There you go. This could be an action movie fan. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. But, uh, yeah, and uh, again, just something that we just literally got into is why, after that feud, after they had this whole heel turn with Tucker, they did nothing. Not a day. De- they split them up. They were already split up before the before the turn. Mm-hmm. It 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 made no sense. There was no reason for it. I just don't fucking get it. I don't. And get then it. within like a couple of months, you ended up turning them both heel anyway. Exactly. So it's like, well, you could put them back together then, but no. Yeah, I I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but uh, just ridiculous that that i mean tucker just again got thrown into that 24 7 purgatory if you will and then next thing you know bye 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 tucker i'm a little curious to see what happens with him because i mean it seemed like the writing was on the wall that he was going to just beat a genetic like it just i feel bad for him but that that's that's what it seemed like was going to be the case yeah but i mean he's a big dude like he is a big dude, and like I don't know what his actual skill set, skill level is, mm-hmm. like what he can accomplish when left to his own devices. So like who knows? Maybe he'll catch on somewhere. Maybe he'll catch on, and you know, NWA or an Impact or something like that. Maybe I could see him in a in a, a maybe a. You're right. Both those companies, maybe NWA Impact. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and run through a few more here. Wesley Blake, another guy they got rid of. <laughs> let's be honest, they haven't done much with him. <clears throat> um, Jackson Riker really fucked over two guys. I, 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 that, I, that's the thing, and I, I don't want to go super deep into it, but like he still has a job, and they suffered for what he said. Like it was a real sort of bad hand that those two guys got dealt. It was, and you know, I, I, I said before, the, the guy has a right to say what he wants to say. But absolutely, he really did fuck over two guys, and it. I, I would never, and I saw people actually doing this. Oh, 
Jackson Riker should have been the one fired. I would never wish for anyone to be fired, lose a job, lose an in income. I don't care how much money you make. Uh, it doesn't always last forever. It doesn't mean you saved your money. Doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't at all. You could have been you you could have been in hella debt before you started making any decent money. So we don't know. Oh, for sure, we don't know. But uh, he really did. He fucked over two guys, and I saw just a lot of people. I'm not ever gonna wish for anyone to be fired, but he did. He fucked over two guys. They're both gone, and somehow the guy that made the comment is still getting a little not a push, but he's uh, he's still part of a storyline though. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that was always that was always when we were talking about it when it originally happened was my comment on it. It wasn't a, oh, hey, this guy has an opinion that's different from mine. He should be thrown in the dungeon to forever perish. My thing was more like you kind of got to be careful with saying some things that could potentially be controversial when you're a part of a collective. Like, because the consequence doesn't always fall on your head. Like, you could potentially fuck over other people. And lo and behold, he ended up fucking over other people yeah. while simultaneously being all right himself. Yeah, he's like the fucking, he, he was he was the John Cena of the group, basically. Mm-hmm. Ah, see, another little reference to him. Um, Callisto. I, I'm just glad he's part of our intro <coughs> with mm-hmm. the Lucha thing. Uh... I really don't have much on Callisto. They weren't using him. They were pretty much shitting on him. You know, in in Lucha, the, the Lucha House Party were shitting on him. Right. So and that's the thing with the Lucha House Party as a whole, too, as we talked about it a billion times. When they're on Raw, they're a joke. But when they actually have the opportunity to wrestle, they're fucking talented guys. Absolutely. Absolutely, they are. So, uh, I don't know. I see Callisto maybe. That wouldn't be one that I, I i i would see him going to an aew potentially maybe. yeah i mean he'll find a spot somewhere for sure i think so i think he will maybe he'll find a better spot somewhere who knows um am i getting rid of the callisto but hell no that motherfucker's staying in our goddamn intro uh mm-hmm. bo dallas uh so smart that's right that means Bo Dallas probably was not the uh, Bray Wyatt. A lot of people were saying that <laughs> somehow wrestling fans went complete, like completely Q and were like, that's not Bray Wyatt. That's Bo Dallas. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've seen this. I'm not even trying to. You know, pretend that you're not telling the truth. I've seen this theory before. This, but I mean, this is also the same, like, same group of people where I have seen rumors before that the theory is that there was an entirely different person that was playing Kane prior to Kane unmasking and it being the you know the Glenn Jacobs version uh. that we get now, which is total and complete bullshit because. <laughs> he had been the same person forever. You know, it is what it is. But there are people who genuinely believe that it was a different person. Yeah, well, they made Bo leave. Mm-hmm. Which I am still just, we were talking about couples before, but I'm still just fascinated that, like, 
his whole the, the thing now is basically he's just going to live on a farm with Liv Morgan and they're like getting into real estate or something like this is just like it's a very sort of it seemed like you just hit a bunch of buttons on like a randomizer. Well, let's be honest. If I had the chance to live at in a farm with uh, Liv Morgan, I probably would uh, settle down and be just fine with that in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I do not see where that's a bad thing. Um, but anyway, we got two more names to mention. One obviously is going to be the biggest wow, Mojo Raleigh. Pfft. Let's just move on. Yeah. Uh, they weren't yeah. doing nothing with them. I mean, well, what are they going to have him do? Look in a fucking mirror with shit on shit on his face? Come on. Who? who, who, who? I, I I was never a fan of the guy anyway, so I'm not going to waste my time. The number one guy that everyone was wow, holy shit. How the fuck? Even Renee Young said, how do you drop the ball on Samoa Joe? How? Injuries aside, what a mistake. They dropped the ball on Samoa fucking Joe. The guy who was literally sitting there, standing there in the rain for this company, Poncho Joe is what we should probably call him from now. He was standing there in a poncho's mark. Mm-hmm. And then they go, hey. And, and rumor you know, rumor is he did want to go back in the ring, but he wasn't cleared yet. So they were like, hey. No. Go home forever. <laughs> I, I just... This, I got to be honest, man, this one is shocking to me. We had mentioned that they were going to take him off of commentary, which we all thought maybe he was getting back in the ring. And then this happens. I got to tell you, this one is probably the what the fuck were they thinking moment to me. Yes. Well, and like like you said, I, I saw a thing that was like Samoa Joe went out here. It was a meme. Like Samoa Joe went out here in a thunderstorm for you fuckers and you fire him. It's just like, wow. Yeah. And like that was kind of it was funny because that day I hadn't really been keeping up with any of the news. I hadn't really been on Twitter, been on Facebook. Right. I was watching on Twitch. They, mm-hmm. they, was, uh, they were doing like AEW was doing a little thing. It was uh, Cole Caban and Allie. They were streaming a game together on Twitch and they found out about it. And it was very interesting because it was <laughs> they were A, trying to not use the term WWE because <laughs> Cole Caban was like, I, I just found out that there's been a mass exodus of uh, some of our colleagues from a, another wrestling promotion. <laughs> and, but then they both found out together that Samoa Joe got fired and they were both genuinely flabbergasted because <laughs> it was like, what Joe? And they're like, for real? It's like, yeah, Joe got fired. And they were, and then it just immediately like without delay, Cole Cabana was like, well, you know, maybe sometimes uh, some people's trash are going to be some other people's treasure <laughs> where it's just like yeah. already dangling that carrot in front of him. That, but um, yeah. yeah. That will be a treasure for someone. Absolutely. AEW, oh my God. Cody's and Cody and Tony Khan are probably waiting until, let's see, what's 90 days from now? April, July 14th. July 14th. Oh Hmm. boy, July 14th. Wait until July, August. It's going to be a fun time, folks. Fun, fun fucking time to see where some of these people end up. Now, Again, Which, by the by, is a Wednesday. Oh, oh, 
it'll happen on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, if if an AEW picks up Joe, awesome. If Joe goes back to Impact, I don't know if it'll make a difference. I'm not sure that's a good idea for him. I think he should try to go over to an AEW where they can use him. He wants to get back in the ring, let him heal. He might only need 90 more, day, 90 more days to heal. It's, it's three months, man. Three months. That's a, that's a good chunk of change to heal. You know, and if, if he's going to be able to relax, do what he needs to do, maybe, maybe we will see a Joe in AEW. And I'll be honest, out of that whole list, he would be the only one that I would prefer to see there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there might be a couple of people, but like. That was kind of the funny thing was just seeing, because like I said, I didn't know anything about it, but seeing like actual wrestlers have the same response of just like, holy shit, they did what now? Mm. <laughs> where it's like, I feel like that's a perfect indicator of your talent where people within your industry are genuinely befuddled that you got. And like, that's the thing is like, okay, let's just say, because I mean, we don't know where he is physically. He's, he's had some injuries. Right. We don't know if he's allowed to wrestle again, if he's clear, what his physical stat, you know, status is. Even that, if you don't, even if he can't wrestle again, he is a fucking phenomenal commentator. And he was, he, he became a phenomenal commentator in the WWE system, which, like, can you imagine, like, being a really good commentator, having not done it regularly before right while vince yells at you the entire time <laughs> and while you're given this list that you can't say this you can't say that all these banned terms and you're having to sit there and like with enthusiasm talk about fucking you know like nia Jax and fucking lana you know and sell it like if that's what he did within their system imagine what he'll be able to you know fucking achieve contribute when he's left to his own devices where it's just given like these you know ball you know these these bullet points of what he needs to get over versus all these fucking elaborate, you know, directions from Vince. Like even if he's just a commentator, that alone, he is worth it to somebody like right. my initial guess. If we're just throwing predictions out there, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he can't wrestle again, if what he ends up doing is I would put him new Japan, the U S the English commentary for new Japan. Cause you have Kevin Kelly, but then you have sort of an alternating cast of characters that fill that kind of void. But uh -huh. I mean, you know, like I said, it, even if he's just a commentator, that alone is valuable enough. But if he's also, if he can also wrestle that may just fucking, you know, pull the Brinks truck up to him. Cause <laughs> there's just so much he can do. Cause like even, you know, and then even if he can't wrestle, he can be a manager. Oh, yeah. He could be, you know, he can do anything. He can talk. You know, he's just, there's so many ways that you could use him. So it's kind of, it's definitely baffling that WWE doesn't seem to agree. Yeah, I just wouldn't want to see him go into AEW and start another fucking stable. They don't need any more fucking stables. Right. So, but I, it I, makes I, me wonder, though, because like they had no way of knowing. Right. But like, do you think that they regret signing the Big Show now? Because, like, Joe can do everything Big Show can do, but better at this mm. point. Like, I feel like he's a better commentator. And if he can wrestle, he's obviously a better wrestler at this point in his career and life. 
I don't think at this point, but uh, let's see what happens down the road. Because, <laughs> I mean, you really are going to reach that point where oh, yeah. you, you hit critical mass because you already have these AEW, like the, the, the dark and the dark elevation where it's like each show is two hours. Like your Sunday night heat essentially is two hours, 10 matches, 15 matches. You're going to reach a point where you just literally can't hire more people regardless of how talented they are. Right. And I mean, presumably let's not forget that Andrade is still out there. Like, you know, there's going to be more people that they're going to add. At some point you just can't add anymore. Yeah. And rumor with him is that he is that he got out without the 90 day non-compete. Interesting. So I don't know. We could see him somewhere soon. Um, but uh, listen, I, I like we said at the beginning, I, I, I hate when this happens, but it's a it's a business. They're going to use every excuse budget cuts, this, that. Oh, you know, like I said, maybe they're going back on the road. I don't support it. But as a business, there's nothing we can do about it. Not a goddamn thing we can do about it. So. But, uh, I was a little listen, surprised that nobody from NXT ended up getting released. Re- see, that was the rumor for today that some NXT re- releases were going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because I was sitting there, because I was sitting there thinking of just the people who you know could potentially not NXT, but I was a little bit surprised that nothing happened with Garza because they just haven't uh, been using him. But I mean, I guess maybe they got something for him. But then I was sitting there thinking, I was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting that nobody from NXT got cut. And then I was sitting there thinking a little bit later, I was like, well, glad Everrise made it out okay, <laughs> because that would well, be like if I had to take if I had to take bets, I, I wouldn't bet on them being safe for very long. Well, there's uh, there's always tomorrow and Sunday mm-hmm. and Monday and two. There's always times, Mark. So we'll see what happens from there. Sure, but. Sure. Uh, I think we've done plenty tonight. We uh we got like I said, there was a ton to get into. We got into a lot. And uh I think we can go ahead and wrap it up from here, my man. What do you think? All right. Let's start out with the plugs one last time. The high marks for Cheese Man, Mojo, G Wiz. You know you want to check them out. And you know where you can check them out. Mixler.com slash metal mit network. That's right, I didn't stutter. Two T's in mit metal mit network, eight thirty PM Sunday nights that's eastern time check them out and of course if you're checking them out you're going to want to check out bobby anthem bobby blades the in human experience they've got all kinds of shit to talk about definitely want to uh check them out on apple podcast all the usual podcast platforms definitely subscribe everything unscripted wrestling podcast check out those guys too you can check them out on all the usual podcast platforms and blog talk radio steve milan sharing the show we appreciate it and show your appreciation by going to letterbox to boxd.com slash steven milan two l's in milan he's over there reviewing films you can always find us on stitcher iheart youtube anchor spotify google tune in player fm facebook twitter blah blah ghost Mark. That's right. Monday's 8.30 on the Middle Mid Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our friend Cheese Man. Cheese on Sports. 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also on the Mixler Machine. Be sure to check out the Moderick City Machine Guns with Mojo and Dirk. And last, never, never least, be sure to visit our friends at the Planet Raconteur. 
that's the plan to rack onto our podcast. Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave Sincere, Yuck and Nasty. 16 episodes are available for you, and more are on the way. So you want to go ahead and check them out and be subscribed to be prepared. All right. Well, there you go. That is it. Uh, definitely appreciate everybody joining the chat room. Appreciate everybody downloading the show. I appreciate Smart. I appreciate all of you. And we will be back on Wednesday. See ya! Look here. Sit a spell. Drink some more. Time for the band to hit the door. We're going home. It's time to take the band home. It's all right. Uh.